0: Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. One more hour of basketball. We're glad you're with us. We have a lot of high school basketball. We're going to run through the college schedule. So join us this hour. And don't forget to join us tomorrow night. But the reason we're here is for you to hear scores. So enough of me. More of the star of our show. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. So Corbin and ice Street.
1: To it plenty of scores on the way county tournaments across the state of Indiana let's get to them right now Hendricks County Tournament Avon over Plainfield 51-48 and then Danville took down Tri-West 53-38 four games played tonight in the Madison County Tournament for seventh place Alexandria 57 Elwood 50 the fifth place game had Pendleton Heights crushing Anderson Prep 75-38 For third place, Lapel, no issue with Frankton, 58-42. And for first place, Anderson pulls off the win against Liberty Christian, 67-56. Shelby County Tournament, Triton Central 42, Waldron 35. And then Morristown took care of Southwestern Shelbyville in a defensive battle, 34-30. The Sugar Creek Tournament, Southmont 48, North Montgomery 35. It was Crawfordsville over Western Boone, 56-49. A singular game in the Wayne County Tournament, Northeastern 78, Hagerstown 54. Same can be said about the White River Valley Tournament. Shackamack crushed eminence 82-25. Over to college basketball. Number four UConn, the defending champs at Hinkle Fieldhouse beating the Butler Bulldogs 88-81. Butler led by seven at halftime. UConn played a terrific second half. Butler can't be mad with their effort, 47% from both inside and outside the three-point arc. And the dogs went 92% at the free throw line. Still, Butler's lost three straight. Number one Purdue, though, did hold court at Mackey Arena, 83-78. The Boilers defeat number nine, Illinois. Now the Illini pulled off a comeback. Illinois outscored Purdue in the second half by 10 after the Boilers led by 15 at halftime. So Illinois made it a game, but Purdue holds on. Trey Kaufman ran 23 points. How about Zach Eady? 10 points, 15 rebounds. His 1,000th career rebound pulled down in the ball game. The Indiana Pacers, what can you say about this team? Six in a row. The Pacers are 20 and 14. They put up a buck 50 tonight. 150 to 116 over the Atlanta Hawks. This is a blue and gold team playing with confidence. Tyrese Halliburton.
2: Of course, our confidence is high when we're winning. You know what I mean? When when we're winning, of course, confidence is high. But we got to be able to maintain that when things get tough. And um, we got a really tough month coming up. So got to be able to respond
1: the right way. The Pacers had a franchise record 50 assists It's just the second 50-assist game in the NBA since 1990, thanks to the great Pat Boylan for that information. Indiana, again, six wins in a row. They'll host the Boston Celtics tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow in downtown Indianapolis, a spot in the playoffs on the line. Colts, Texans, Saturday night football. It's all come down to week 18. Shane Steichen on what he addressed the team with this week.
3: I, think I just told the guys after practice today is like every decision we make right this week, and especially these next couple days, um, is all about the team, right? And it's making sure your body's ready to go you know, getting more rest, getting your treatment, just to get in the weight room, whatever you need to do to get ready for this game. That was the message after practice today.
1: Now from an injury perspective, Chris LeMons, Colts cornerback originally was questionable. He has now been downgraded to out. And good news, though, for Colts running back Zach Moss, Mike Garafalo from the NFL Network. Moss with a forearm issue. He was questionable heading into the game, but per Garafalo, now expected to play. Also questionable, right tackle Braden Smith, center Ryan Kelly, and left guard Quentin Nelson. We'll see how that one shakes out. Again, the winner of the game guaranteed a playoff spot. We'll also have to see what happens later on in the weekend. The Jaguars play the Titans, Jacksonville, Houston, and Indianapolis, all with identical records.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Big matchup tonight. Zionsville beats Berbuff Jesuit Preparatory School 65-64 the final Zionsville's J.R. Howell joins me J.R. thanks so much for the call that's a good win over a very good Berbuff team tonight yeah
2: it's, it was a great win for us I mean Coach Glunt does a really good job with Berbuff, and and uh, man that, that Haywood kid they have is he is something special um, but was getting a good one with him I mean he was hitting great shots all night um, but man, I, I I love the way our guys fought in the second half to come back uh, and and get out a a nice win for us. All right, so
0: you're down at halftime.
2: Oh, we were down 17 uh, in the second quarter. Um, ended up being down oh. 11 at half. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, it, was, uh-huh. it wasn't pretty. Um, down 11 at half, <laughs> and then. And uh you know the old the old coach saying, you know, just you know you're down that much, you just, you know, cut it in half going into the fourth. And that's right. what we did. We cut it we right. cut it to six right. and um, you know, just fought back and fought back and um you know, I I really uh challenged the guys at halftime and uh they responded well and um we were fortunate enough to, to eke out a, a close one.
0: Well, yeah, you you know, the other part of it, too, is uh, when you're down 17 in the second quarter, you're going to run through just about everything in your arsenal. You're going to change people, change offenses, call timeouts. You're going to run through it all to try to stop the bleeding, so to speak. Did you make adjustments at halftime and come out and do some things differently, or did your kids just ramp up their play and play better? Well, I
2: I think – there was a combination. Um, you know, I think once we started getting down in the first half, I think we got a little selfish. Um, mm-hmm. And player, and guys wanted to do it, you know, their own way. And then defensively, we were playing pretty selfish too. Um, no communication, no help. Uh, and so, at, you know, at, at half we challenged them. And, you know, we did we did do some changing. You know, we, we had some different personnel in there the second half, um, some JV guys uh, that were able to give us a couple quarters um and then um you know I, I, we just shared the ball better the second half as well and i think when you when you add in some defensive adjustments as, you know as far as, you know we put some pressure on the ball full court a little bit right. um and then move the ball much better in the second half um you know those two things uh combined to to give them some some fits and uh yeah i mean like i said we we we, we beat them to loose balls in the second half that they were winning in the first too so, um, okay. you know, it's a combination of a lot of things, but it, it was a, a, a gritty win and, and uh, just I'm really proud of, of the adversity and, and that we fought through and, um, you know, we were able to eat this one out.
0: All right, who plays well for you? Let's brag about these kids.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, same, it's the same old every time I call. Uh, McGuire Mitchell, um, 32 <laughs> uh-huh. points. Right. Um, he's, just, he's just so efficient coach um you know he, he's playing at an extremely high level um you know it, it's it you, some of these coaches um they need to be getting on him i mean he's six, um mm-hmm. can handle it can shoot it can score in multiple ways um but he's he's tough he's a tough kid um, he had 32 points five rebounds drew snively his backcourt mate um he had 19 points and five rebounds um and those two have really carried us all year and um you know they're just they're both six five six six juniors that just they play Mm -hmm. well they have a they have a good feel for the game and um you know we kind of give them the freedom to to do some things and they do a great job and then we had I think two or three other guys hit hit a couple threes and um you know that's what we needed tonight and uh yeah I mean that's uh whatever you got to do to win right coach (laughs) right all right who's up next uh, so we we start going through our our gauntlet here. I mean, tonight was obviously a tough matchup. A really really good program and really good team this year. Uh, we got Noblesville next Friday, big conference matchup with us, mm-hmm. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and they're obviously playing very well. Uh, and then follow that up with next Tuesday, or er, sorry, the following Tuesday, Warren Central, and then Hamilton Southeastern. <laughs> so we've got Yikes. a three game stretch <laughs> yeah. that's uh, right. pretty tough, and, right. and uh, hopefully we're ready to go.
0: Well, tonight, Zionsville was ready to go. They beat uh, Brebeuf Jesuit, BJPS number three in 3A, 65-64 the final. J.R. Howe, congratulations again. Say hi to mom and dad. Good luck next time out.
2: Will do, and then maybe uh, I should just send my dad up to watch his grandsons more often when he's not on the bench. Good (laughs) things happen.
0: I didn't say it, (laughs) but but I I understand. (laughs) JR, thanks. Yep,
4: absolutely. Take care. care.
0: All right, coming up, we're going to talk to the man himself, Mister Brian Sullivan. For WNAS, talking about the battle on the river between Jeffersonville and New Albany. That's after we come back from this short break on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.
1: I'm Brendan Kiang with this Network Indiana Scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. More high school basketball scores. Let's review all the overtime action we have seen tonight. Four overtime games, to be exact, beginning with Bedford North Lawrence holding on by a pair against Evansville Wrights in OT, final 61-59. Also an extra time, Bloomington North by a triple against rival Bloomington South, 56-53. Corridor Central also... Hanging on by a deuce over Floyd Central, 68-66, extra time. Lastly, in OT, Perry Central, you guessed it, by a pair over West Washington, 52-48. Other scores, it was Springs Valley, 77, Crawford County, 67. Morgan Township handles Boone Grove 60 to 45 tonight. It was Logodi blasting Vincent's Rivae 72-25. Hey, told you about Tipton a little bit earlier with 91 points. They were the top spot among highest scoring teams until Manchester. Wow, puts up 102. And boy, they crush North Miami 102 to 20. The only team at the century mark tonight, Manchester at 102. That is something. It was Bethesda Christian having no issue with Indianapolis Riverside, 63 34. Carmel, the win over Marion, 64 52. Austin beats North Harrison, 56 51. Cowan, 65. Dalville, 62. It was East Central defeating Rushville, 67 36. Edgewood topped Brown County, 74 47. Elkhart Christian, 62. Lakeland Christian, 32. Too. I'm Brendan King.
0: Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to Save SaveLives.org is their website. Anytime Jeffersonville and New Albany play, you know it's going to be a lot of fun. It certainly was tonight. Jeff wins this one 65-57. Brian Sullivan from WNAS on the call. You like these – how can you not like these games, Brian? I mean, how can you not like Jeffersonville and New Albany?
5: You know, I've got two uh, high school students, girls on the basketball team that do the broadcast. And we're uh, a couple minutes into the fourth quarter, and, and everybody's comment at the same time is just like, this has a totally different feel we've had. A winning streak. We've played big games, but there's just something different about a rivalry game. Yeah. And New yeah. Albany, Jeff, everybody knows, one of the biggest in the state. And uh, it it lived up to the billing tonight.
0: Well, they both won state championships. They're not that far away. They're on the river. They've had tremendous players. How am I doing so far? Uh, all yeah, of that. And, and their, their games, yeah, they're just great. It's a great rivalry. It really is.
5: And it's ramped up. We tried really not to oversell what happened, but New Albany's all conference point guard transferred to Jeffersonville in the off season, so there's oh. the added emotion of him coming home right. and you figure you figure he's either going to be overcome by the moment and not play well, or he's gonna play the game of his life. And I would say after having watched Jeremy Rose the last three years He had the best game I've ever seen him, and that totally makes the difference in the ball game tonight.
0: Well, you know, as if this rivalry needed more emotion or, you you know, you have have that circumstance. And so uh, you had the best seat in the house watching what sounds to me like a sectional championship final uh, underway tonight. It was really entertaining and, and kind of had
5: the same vibe of New Albany's loss to Kokomo where Kokomo gets on top and New Albany fights back, and, and we had that the entire night. It looked like Jeff, they get out to about a 12-point lead right before halftime, and you thought, you well, know, maybe... Jeff played a really tough schedule. I mean, they've been up playing the mm-hmm. lower and the Kokomos, and they played a lot of tough competition over the mm-hmm. break. And, and maybe... It's a junior-dominated team, and I know Sharon Wilkerson has got his eye on this is a potential state championship team a year from now when these guys were all seniors. So I think he really made a concerted effort to toughen up that schedule this year. They come in 6-5, and but every game that they had was a tight ball game, and you wonder now at what point is that going to start paying those dividends? And New Albany fought all the way back, and actually, unlike the Kokomo game, they were able to finally take the lead in the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter. And Jeff had a great response scored the next four baskets there uh, and, and put the game away there in the last couple minutes.
0: That's impressive, you know, to, to get, you know, see the lead disappear and get it back. And, you know, it's just one of those things. So tell me who plays well on both sides, because I'm sure they're, they're, there's tremendous individual talent on both of these teams. Yeah, like we
5: said, Jeremy Rose, um, the, the transfer from New Albany, uh, starting this year for Jeff, he had 18 points and four assists. Jeff's just a lot bigger team than New Albany, and the, the rebounding advantage was unbelievable. It was 38-13 tonight, and, and New Albany mm-hmm. just just undersized in every position. So Jeff had uh, the singleton kid had 12 points and 11 rebounds. Cooper had 19 points and 13 rebounds for, the, uh, for Jeff. Uh, Rylan Shrink, for new albany had 21 points and when new albany made that comeback from 12 down to take the lead uh he had a good run there the third quarter where he knocked down three threes had 11 points that quarter on the way to 21. So New Albany, I think, probably proved something themselves. They knew that they had not played the schedule. It's been a solid schedule, but not to what Jeff Mm -hmm. had played. Mm -hmm. It's a more veteran Jeff team, and I think New Albany needed to to prove themselves They could go out there and go toe-to-toe with them, and I think that's actually going to give them a lot of confidence should they wind up seeing Jeff again in the Seymour sectional.
0: So who's up next for New Albany and for Jeffersonville? uh jeffersville turns around and
5: is on the road at brownstown tomorrow night i know brownstown lost tonight Benter came back and from reports i got up there played well but obviously didn't have his conditioning yet i think he's right, right. bit more comfortable tomorrow new albany's off we got a girls game against floyd central some other uh rivalry game tomorrow but uh, new albany boys will have charlestown and silver creek next week so we'll be uh
0: gearing up for those Brian Sullivan from WNAS Jeffersonville beats New Albany 65-57. Brian, thanks so much for the call. Have a great weekend. Sorry, Coach. Thank you. Steve Kolb from WAXL joins us. He has the Heritage Hill 69-63 win over Gibson Southern. This is a great game. Crowded, crazy, great play. What a fun night tonight, Steve.
4: Yeah, it really was. Uh, Patriots, after a great holiday tournament championship run in the PSC, back into conference play in the pocket athletic conference, uh, their next five in a row and seven of their next eight, all in conference. Pocket athletic conference with 13 teams and you play everybody. So that's a long, tough slog in the PAC. And Patriots got off to a good start tonight on the road. Tough place to play at Titan Fieldhouse. And Gibson Southern did something tonight you just don't see happen hardly ever. Bob, in the first half, Gibson Southern hit 15 out of 18 shots. That is Yikes. 83% <laughs> shooting in the first half. Yikes. And, yeah. But the right. Hills played well enough and shot well enough. The Patriots only trailed by three at halftime. It was 37-34. Um, and Patriots – uh, got going in the second half, started to get a few stops, and understood that with the way Mark Rohr coaches at Gibson Southern, is and he's outstanding with what he does, uh, plays possession-by-possession possession basketball. Patriots right, understood right. the way to go, and said, we've got the X factor. We're going to Trent Sicily because the other four guys, five guys, really signed in the first half. Uh, Trent only had seven at halftime, all of those in the second quarter, while his teammates had 27. So he wasn't the big factor offensively in the first half drawing triple teams, but he got going in the second half with 18 of his game-high 25. And basically when it came to crunch time, the ball got lobbed down to Trent. It didn't matter how many, whether it was Mm -hmm. a triple team or what. They lobbed it down to him, and through contact, he finished time and time again and, uh, and then he also had a couple of his teammates, Colton Hope, the number four um, at uh, a 6'2 junior, but kind of plays the number four spot on the floor, got the ball top of the key. And instead of lobbing it to Trent on a very critical possession, had an outstanding drive to the hole, split a double team and kind of went up and under to lay one in in a critical spot uh, that helped get it to a, a two-possession lead. And, KJ's got a critical stop up four and we're able to come down and start hitting some free throws that uh, helped them come back and, and win this game. But uh, Heritage Hills had to shoot well when Gibson Southern shoots 64% for the game, it takes a good shooting per- performance to beat that. And Heritage Hills did. We had them uh, shooting at 60% from the, for the night and four of the five starters in double figures. So really good road win for Heritage Hills. And it doesn't get easier They go to the Hatchet House tomorrow night to take on Dean Miller's Washington Hatchets, and we know he's got a game plan. He always does. He scouts as much as anybody. We've seen him. He's old school. He scouts in person still. We see him uh, all the time in the first (laughs) half of the season getting that scouting report in on the opposition uh, in person. So uh, that'll be another very tough test for the Patriots tomorrow night up at the Hatchet House.
0: I'm still trying to deal with 15 of 18 and 64% f- for the game and and not win. <laughs> yeah, so that is a testament to, to, to the
4: way his guys oh. executed on the offensive end. And, yeah. and it, yeah. you know, I, Nate Hawkins might tell you this wasn't the Patriots' very best defensive performance of the year, but it wasn't horrible by any stretch either. They were hitting shots over contested defenders i mean they, they were just hitting everything they mm-hmm. threw up especially in that first half they they executed gibson southern just executed time and time and time again
0: heritage hills number four and three A tonight they beat gibson southern on the road sixty nine sixty three. steve Kolb from waxl great to talk to you steve have a great night thank you rob you too thank you Scoreboard update coming up. More basketball on
1: Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last time to run through those high school basketball scores. Before we tell you what's coming up on your sports Saturday, and listen, it's going to be a big sports Saturday. All right, basketball scores down to Evansville first. Evansville Bossy over Evansville Central tonight, a 10-piece, 74-64. Then Evansville Christian handled Lytton Stockton, 68-51. Evansville Harrison by a 10-piece over Evansville North, 57-47. And Evansville Memorial, no issue with Castle, 70-54. It was Fairfield 55, east side 31. Up to the 260 now where Fort Wayne Blackhawk defeated Mishawaka Marion, final 70 to 54. Fort Wayne Dwanger 74, Carroll Fort Wayne 65. It was Fort Wayne Lures over Fort Wayne Concordia 59-48. Fort Wayne Snyder took care of Fort Wayne Northrop 47-33. Fort Wayne Wayne 66, Fort Wayne North 42. It was Franklin hammering Mooresville 87-53. Greencastle, 59, Northview, 54. Gary West got the win over North Lawndale. They're out of Illinois, 61-56. Huntington North over East Noble, 58-43. Indianapolis Lutheran stays hot, beating Trinity Lutheran, 68-51. Indianapolis Ritter picked up the W on Monrovia, 70-64. And then Indianapolis, Washington, a 20-piece on Crystal House, 77-57. Kokomo 78, Logan's Port 63. It was Munster 68, Kankakee Valley 53. The Mishawaka Cavemen over Plymouth 59, 43. Park Tudor 82, Indianapolis Metropolitan 48. I'm Brendan
6: King.
0: Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Hoosier Basketball Magazine has been in existence for 54 years now. It is one of a kind. It is absolutely must read. You must get it. If you don't have a copy, go to com or call them at 317-925-8200. Thrilled to be joined now by the publisher of Hoosier Basketball Magazine, Kip Wessner. Hello, Kip. Thanks so much for the call. Hi, Bob. Bob. Uh-
7: Well, I've said this on your show a few times that I've uh, been with you on Friday and Saturday nights, and, you know, I love all the days of the year, the 365 calendar days, but I refer to a day as my least favorite. They're all favorites, but my least favorite is the day that your basketball magazine's printed, and there's a specific reason why. It's not. I love getting the magazine, of course, and I'm very happy Mm -hmm. with the Mm 23-24 issue. But the problem with that day is – Everybody in the state wants it at the same time <laughs> from from uh, all 92 counties. Right, and right. one man band like myself, it, right. I don't use stress. I don't. I don't use terms like uh, anxiety and stress and frustration and those kind of things because I just live each day. But uh, today is is a challenging day because the twenty three twenty four issue. Uh, was delivered from the printer, (laughs) made my trip north to Kokomo after uh, all the uh, drops and uh, distribution pieces. I do want to give a shout out to, and I doubt that he's listening, but maybe somebody who knows him is listening. His name is Butch Jeffers, and he's from Wheatfield. And he called me a week or so ago. He's a neighbor. Chuck, Chuck DeMoss, who, you know, right, uh, died in right. the spring and always went to all the Right. And so he's got a handful of people who wanted to get magazines. And I told him, whenever I get the magazine, I'll let you know. Well, he drove two and a half hours today oh, from Wheatfield to Knightstown and took back <laughs> magazines, one, to Colleen, uh, Chuck's right. wife, but also was able to get the magazine supportage where we had... Uh, Uh, staff member Tony at the Portage Valparaiso game, which never would have happened if it wasn't for Butch, and then uh, had a couple more people meet uh, Scott in Bloomington, and Scott was at the Springs Valley uh, Crawford County game, so we were Mm -hmm. as far south as Springs Valley and as far north as um, Portage Valparaiso and uh, as far west as South Vermillion, because Dale Lawrence was there, so All in all, my least favorite day was a great day, Bob.
0: (laughs) Careful what you wish for. (laughs) That's what, what I say. It's just human nature. You know what? You should be. Here's the positive way to look at it. Uh, you should be thrilled that you have this kind of day because who's your basketball magazine is important to people in our state. I mean, it really well, is. They wouldn't be. Th- yeah. They wouldn't be calling you. They wouldn't be calling you if they didn't really want it and need it. And it's that important. It fills a need for a great number of people. How did I do? Well, you
7: did excellent, and it's a good segue because at Kokomo tonight, you know, the moral gym is just outstanding. Right? In fact, right? I remember. I remember the first time I was in the Memorial Gym, I think it was the 88, 89 year, and they had the Hall of Fame Classic there, Lebanon and New Washington, South Bend, St. Joe, and I remember looking at those banners and thinking, man, this uh, North Central Conference is incredible. And so tonight, Logan Sport was in for a North Central Mm -hmm. Conference battle, and it was a great game-packed house, but there's two little quick tidbits. Guy came up to me. Bought the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and he looked right at me and said, "This is the best money I'm going to spend all of January." So that is like exactly (laughs) what you're saying. It's a it's a huge compliment, right? And it kind of sends uh, like shivers down my spine that somebody, a lot of people, obviously like the publication that I put together that Gary worked so hard on over the years, fifty four years of history. So that's exciting. But even uh, more intriguing than that is. Anthony from Kokomo, he bought not only the traditional cover, he also bought the Champions cover, and he said – I listen to you on the Bob Lovell show. <laughs> I kid you not. I listen every week, and I enjoy right. hearing you on the Bob Lovell show. He says, "Tell Bob I said right. hello." So Anthony from Kokomo, I know he's listening. He wants me to say right, hello, and well, I said, right. "I said I will definitely uh, give you a shout out today on the show." So when you when you well, have Anthony. that kind of feedback, it really is exciting. Right?
0: Yeah. Anthony, thank you for listening to us. I think it's on uh, WIOU and Kokomo. And thank you. Thank you very much. That's fun. Tell me about the Kokomo matchup. How did Flory Badunga look tonight?
7: Well, it was interesting because Logan's Sport can really hit threes, and they made uh-huh. 11 three point shots during the game. And I think at the start. The third quarter, you know, when I'm trying to move the Hoosier Basketball Magazines, it's hard to keep score on my uh, scorecard. But (laughs) I think the score was somewhere around 36 to 33, where uh, Logan Sport had hit a three to cut it to three, and then the Flory Show kind of took over. And the third quarter was very dominating by Kokomo. I think they they pulled away and won by 15, maybe, 78 to 63. But just like the environment, the atmosphere, the North Central Conference – um, it was it was a classic game, and, and Kokomo flexed their muscle a little bit in the second half. So, tomorrow, I get to see one, one featured player on the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, Floyd Badunga, but tomorrow, Jack Benner and Brownstown are hosting Jeffersonville. So, I will be from Kokomo yeah. on a Friday to Brownstown on a Saturday and a lot of girls' basketball in between. Actually, listen to this, Bob. I'm going to try and make it to the Hamilton Heights girls' game at Westfield and then, if I can, your stomping grounds of the Hendricks County Girls <laughs> Tournament in the afternoon right. around 2 to 4, right. and then still try and make it to Brownstown Central for an evening game. So I'm going to try and do triple triple duty tomorrow with the Hoosier Basketball Magazine, and um, we'll have be at some other games. Uh, in fact, Eastern Green at Orleans. Uh, right. Wabash has an afternoon game uh, tomorrow. They're hosting Muncie Burris. Truman will be at that right. game and then Oak Hill at Peru and lastly Penn at Valparaiso so there'll be a half dozen Oof. or more games you can check us out on social media uh just do the at Hoosier Basketball Magazine and you can see where we'll be with our copies but uh, as you said with the number 317-925-8200 send me a text and I'll let you know where you can get a copy of the 23-24 issue
0: Please be safe. You scare me with all this traveling, okay? We're not getting any younger. Uh, I, I implore you. You need to get a driver. You know what I mean. Seriously, at well, Gary this stage, because talk of, about the helicopter, yeah.
7: the Hoosier Basketball Magazine uh, helicopter to go to Fort
0: Wayne. So that's that's what you do. Here, I, let me tell you what. Here's what I've done at this stage of my life because of some some vision issues. Um, I spend the money. Um, I, I Uber, Lyft, whatever. I just get a i i get a car. So I get a driver. I get a car service. You know, and and it's it's not inexpensive by any means, but I just walk out. I walk out. <laughs> there's a car, <laughs> get in it, yeah. and they take me where I want to go. <laughs> and and I ride them. You know, I feel safe. Uh, my wife has gotten me to a point where she says, I, I, you know, I've traveled so much in my career as you know both both careers. She goes, you need to you, you need to slow it down. Um, so you know, keep her happy. Um, I don't. I don't drive as much. I, I let. I let others do it. And so, there's a suggestion for you. All right. If you got time, call me tomorrow night. But everybody, fifty fourth annual. The uh, it's the Cadillac of publications. Hoosier Basketball Magazine. Make sure you pick up a copy, or call them at nine three one seven nine two five eighty two hundred or go to hoosierbasketballmagazine.com. Kip Westner. Thanks so much. Be safe. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Coming up, we're going to spend some more time talking ball. Let's go ahead and keep talking about ball. Seth coughing from Fort Wayne Bishop Lures with me. Lures beats Concordia fifty nine forty eight. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Thanks, Bob. Hey, listen, I know you don't care, but my son in law is a proud Lures graduate. Played basketball back in his day too, and he's you know he. My daughter and son in law live down. in naples florida um uh, so uh, tomorrow morning i'm going to call him and tell him uh, it's a, fir- a first first time i've had lures call me coach that music means i did a, i didn't do a great job of managing time i need you to hang on through these scores okay and we'll come back and talk about your big win sure sounds good perfect more basketball coming up after the scoreboard update this is indiana sports talk
1: I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Last one on a busy Friday. And as always, we got to tell you what's coming up on your Sports Saturday. It's a packed one, so get out the pen and paper. This is everything you need to know about what's going on around the city and the state tomorrow. Now, we do now know about Saturday night football, Lucas Oil Stadium, downtown Indy, 8:15, Colts and the Texans. To put it simply, if the Colts win, they're guaranteed a playoff spot. What that playoff spot ends up being to be determined because the Jaguars play the Titans this weekend. All AFC South here in Wake 8 18 and if the Colts win and the Jaguars lose that means the Colts win the AFC South will host a first round playoff game that's because Houston Indianapolis and Jacksonville all with identical records there is an NFL game to lead off today it's pretty big in the AFC now Baltimore they have everything locked up pretty much they're already going to the playoffs number one seed more than likely to 430 but they host Pittsburgh the Steelers they have their playoff chances still alive that's a huge game in the AFC North Pacers host the Celtics tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Second half of a back-to-back after Indiana put up a buck 50 tonight with a franchise record 50 assists. College basketball tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Purdue-Fort Wayne hosts Wright State. Evansville goes against Murray State at 2. The same time, up in Muncie for Ball State in Central Michigan. Number 14, Duke and South Bend. They're at Notre Dame tomorrow at 6. Valparaiso visits UIC at 8. 8 o'clock tip, Assembly Hall. Much-needed win for Indiana if they can get it against Chris Holtman's Ohio State Buckeyes. And Southern Indiana, awful win against Tennessee State, 8-30. They go against Tennessee Tech. I'm Brendan King.
0: welcome back everybody this is indiana sports talk seth Coffing from fort wayne bishop lures graciously stays with us we come back and talk about their win tonight a very impressive win um over uh, concordia 59 48 coach thanks so much for the call congratulations
8: yeah absolutely and uh just so you know i mean we always are looking for uh lures alumni so you know you want to get me in touch with your son-in-law? I would love
0: that. I tell you what, here, here it is. You write this down. Gary Klein Richard K L E I N R I C H E R T. Sounds good. He graduated graduated from you guys, and then went to St. Joe and played over there. And so, um, he's my son-in-law, and there's not a better human being on the planet. And he loves, trust me, he loves lures. Yeah, I hear him well, talk about it all the time.
8: Our lures right, so, are a
0: lot better. Strong, so. They are. Tell me how you win this game, Coach.
8: Well, it wasn't pretty. Uh, Concordia um, does a pretty nice job of kind of slowing the game down to their pace. And um, <clears throat> we like to get up and down quite a bit more than they do. And so they, they kept us a little bit lower scoring than we would like and um, mm-hmm. you know, made it more of a half-court game. But we, we uh, pulled away in the fourth quarter with uh, some pretty solid defense over about a four- or five-minute stretch.
0: All right, tell me who plays well for you tonight. Who makes the big big plays, necessary plays for you tonight?
8: Uh, leading scorer was Carmani Davis, sophomore uh, shooting guard. He had 15. And then we had a couple other guys, double figures. Uh, Truesdale tw- Twins, Darian and Draylen. Um, I think they had 15 and 14. And then Isaac Zay had a pretty solid uh, game all around. He had nine points, but I think he um, had close to 10 rebounds and about four or five assists.
0: So it's a good night to be a Fort Wayne bishop Lures. Big, solid win. Again, as we mentioned, uh, 59-48 over Fort Wayne-Concordia. Seth Coffing, do not be a stranger. Thanks for calling, and good luck next time out. All right, I appreciate it. We'll be in touch. You're welcome. Thank you. Clint Swan joins me from Crown Point. Crown Point beats Michigan City tonight, sixty six sixty. Coach, thanks for the call. Congratulations on a great win tonight.
6: Hi, Coach. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: I know that's a tough matchup. That's a you, you beat a good team tonight. How would you do this?
6: Well, we uh, we jumped out twenty nine to nine, and then I decided to get involved and actually start coaching. <laughs> and um, and then <laughs> Michigan and then Michigan City took advantage and uh, cut it to three. And uh we held on for dear life at the end. Um uh hats off to Michigan City for, for how they played, how they scrambled back. It would have been easy for them to just lay down and uh but um our our kids showed great poise in that fourth quarter and just held on and uh we were able to walk away with the win. It was it was a great way for us to kick off our conference schedule. Did you have to make some plays down the stretch to get this? We did. Um, you know, it was one of those things you've been in situations like this before, Coach, on the road where it's it's frenzied yeah. and yeah. the crowd's into it, and you know you can't just sit back and hold on to the basketball. You've, you're you going to have to make some shots, and uh, we had some guys uh, we had some guys do that tonight. We we have we have a tremendous sophomore class that's being led by right now by Dikembe Shaw. Um, he had 22. He scored 18 in the second half and carried us at times. Uh, a senior, another really good player for us, Jack Svetich. A senior scored 15 and made some really timely plays. But uh, most of all, it was just it was just all of our guys just maintaining their composure and not getting rattled and uh, finding a way to hold on and win. It was a, it, it was really a great win on the road. All right, who's up next? Merrillville next Friday. We gave the guys a day off Ooh. tomorrow, so they'll have a couple days, right. and then and then uh, Merrillville comes in, and then on Saturday we travel to Griffith. So. Uh, no rest for the weary, and uh, hopefully we can uh, find a way to string some ones together here.
0: Crown point tonight, sixty-six, sixty winners over Michigan City. Clint Swan, it's always great to talk to you, Clint. Thanks. Good luck you, out. Take care. Thank, Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Coming up, we're going to talk about Butler's big win. We'll also talk about North Davies and the great game they have with Eastern Green. That's after this short break on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back everybody. High school basketball tonight. North Davies beats Eastern Green 3938. Britt Dalrymple joins me. Coach, thanks for the call. Did you have to squeeze one out at the end tonight?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We actually did. We hit a three down two with the, about six seconds left tonight. But Whew. we took <laughs> one of the we took one of the ugliest I've coached a lot of games, coach. We took one of the top 10 ugliest games I've ever been a part of nine to six at halftime and (laughs) uh, turned it into 39, 38 thriller uh, by the time we got to the fourth quarter. So uh, we won the second half, 33 to 29, Um, you know, so it turned into a real ball game in the second half. But man, that first half was hard to watch and. We got a lot of things to fix and a long way to go before we get to March. That's for sure. All
0: right, who hits the game winner?
3: Well, uh, his second game winner of the year. Actually, we beat uh, Washington, kind of on the same situation. Right. And, uh, Wyatt, Bis- Wyatt Bishop, Wyatt Bishop Jr. made a second three of, of the night. He he missed plenty in the first half, but he made, he made a second <laughs> three of the night. And right. he was standing right he was standing right in front of me when he shot when he caught it. And I just, I, you know, I was right behind him. I said, hit it, Bish. And I asked him after the game, I said, do you hear me? He said, oh, yeah. Did that help you? He said, oh, yeah.
0: And yeah. Then, oh, yeah. But,
3: yeah. But he he drained it and um, probably a win we didn't deserve. Eastern played very well. We did not. and uh, But we found a way to win, and I guess that's what you're trying to do
0: north davies 39 38 winners over eastern green brent dalrymple congrats good luck next time out thanks for having me on coach you're welcome thank you butler loses to yukon 88 81 the voice of the dogs mark minner joins me mark you're gonna have about two minutes here tell me about this tough loss for the dogs tonight
9: Yeah, Coach, it was a tough one. I I think anytime you're playing a team the caliber of UConn, the fourth-ranked team, uh, you know you're in for for a battle. UConn's looking for the first road win of the season, and for Butler, a chance to – Try and snap the two-game losing streak, and I, they were look. They were up seven at halftime. They were they were able to do a lot of things they wanted to in the first half. They got Alex Carabin in foul trouble. UConn was without their uh, big man Donovan Klingon, but down the stretch in the second half, sixty-three percent shooting for UConn, and part of the challenge in that is anytime you have a UConn team that is a defending national champ that knows how to win games, they were able to execute. They executed late in the shot clock. They they did what they needed to, and down the stretch, Butler's defense was not what it needed to be. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, I, the fortunate sign is you're, you're playing the fourth-ranked team in the country. You're playing the defending champs. You, you competed throughout the game. The downside is UConn was able to to make the the necessary plays to win the game. That's what they do, and they uh, showed that on display here tonight.
0: Mark, thank you so much. I wish I had more time. I apologize. Thanks so much, Mark Minner, on the call of the Bulldogs, Butler losing to UConn, 88-81. Mark, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Coach, you do the same. Thank you. Thanks very much. My thanks to Corbin Lingenfelter, James Adams, and Brendan King. Thanks to all of you for listening and making this the most listened-to sports talk show in the state's history.